to build the dream team, you have to know the gaps in your business and uh, find people that will fill that gap. And sometimes that might mean skipping over very qualified people for people that will fit in your company culture, people who will actually help your business to grow to the next level and still maintain that cohesive environment in your business or company. Welcome to the Bongo High Podcast, brought to you by Bongo High, Zambia's first technology and innovation hub. I'm your host, Mukuka Mayuka. Last week, we helped you nail your networking, and this week, we want to help you build your dream team. Today, we'll be joined by Christina Siafunko, owner and managing director of Kamangawe, a practical, ready-to-wear Zambian clothing line produced right here in Zambia. She'll be sharing with us how she built a design dream team. Director of Bongo Hive, Lukonga Lindunda, will also join me to share some of his tips for building the dream team as well. Lukonga starts by sharing with us how he goes about deciding who he needs to recruit. I used to do almost everything when we started Bongo Hive. So I was the social media guy, I was the the accountant, I was the you know the the, the director, I was everything. Okay. Over time, we began to re- recruit people to fit particular roles that I felt, hey, you know, this is a bit too much. Uh, I need someone specific for this. One of the things that's really worked out for for us, uh, for me and and my colleagues at Bongo Hive is that whenever we want to hire someone, uh, we usually have a conversation. I find that the accountability that's there um, makes it easy for for us to know that we are not hiring because I just want someone extra. But if two or three other people feel the same way about who we're supposed to hire or at least the position that we're supposed to advertise for, there's consensus, there's accountability. That way no one can come up to me and say, hey, the boss is now hiring his relatives and things like that. It's a, it's a, it's a conversation, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a decision that's made by not just one person but at least two or three people. Yeah, so when we decide uh, which roles uh, we should recruit for or hire um, or fill, um, the next step is, of course, finding the ideal uh, way of finding um, this person and so we consider um, a couple of options of course do, do we want to take in an intern someone who worked for a short period of time and then over if they prove themselves then we can take on take them on full-time or maybe you just hire someone uh, full-time right from the onset with an opportunity for them to be on probation um, I think that all the roles that we fill have to we have to look at what type of um, or qualification or skills that they need and whether you know it's a high-level, low-level job that will determine how we commit um, because ideally, uh, especially as a startup, um, uh, you don't want to waste, re- waste resource and take on people that are quite, quite uh, costly to the organization. So low risk for us and some, something we've employed over the uh, past few years Almost everyone or 80% of employees at Bongo Hive came in as, as volunteers or as interns. And over time, they then uh, um, uh, became comfortable in their roles. And um, yeah, so that's where we are now. As we've learned from Lukonga, it is important to be clear about what you're looking for in a new employee. From their skill set to how much you can afford to pay, be clear early on by defining exactly who you need. Christina tells us a little more on how she has found the right people for her team. 
basically how it starts is we discover that we need help in a certain area. We define the role. Then we put a very lucrative ad out, usually looking for an intern. We ask people to send applications um, to our inbox, and then we filter through the applications looking for keywords that we have predefined that we want. For example, we want people who are motivated. We want people who have, for example, if we're looking for somebody in sales who have some experience of some sort or a desire to work in sales and can prove that they are people, people. We look for things that match the request that we put out there. When we discover such people, we call them in for interviews. We usually create a small panel, so it's not just one person interviewing. We interview these people based on the merits and credits of what we want. We score them. They answer their questions and we score them based on that. And then the successful ones, more often than not, there'll be like two or three that we're interested in. So even though we want one, we'll bring, if we can, two or three on board and pit them against each other to see who will remain standing at the end of the day. Christina also recognizes the importance of working with people who have different experience to her. The people with better skills than ours, we also need such people. For example, accountants. We need people with business acumen. We need people who are more intelligent than we are in certain fields. So with people like that, we look for ways to partner with them. A lot of them are also looking for something out of organizations like ours. Our head of marketing, Faye, is a person coming from a university background and a huge experience in research. So our relationship with her started off as a partnership and a mentorship. And then we basically offered her shares because we understood that she was of greater value um, and she could actually head up our marketing division. We offered her shares in exchange for the knowledge that she brought on board, which would have cost an arm and a leg to get otherwise. You don't look for people that have the same skills as you and the same weaknesses. You look at people that actually have totally different skills and experiences from you that they can bring to the table that can make the organization grow. As we have learned, it is important to clarify the skills that you currently lack in your business so that you find the right people to fill the role. Whether it is the student who has time to learn or the accountant who can offer her knowledge in exchange for shares, define who exactly you need. Lukonga elaborates how recruiting the right people goes way beyond the hard skills. Having the right personality and cultural fit is just as critical. So over time, one of the things that has uh, become very important is cultures or mindset. Um, And uh, that's different to different. uh, It's it's, it's different for each organization uh, over time. But we've sort of come up with a certain hierarchy that um, sort of... um, uh, makes culture uh, one of the top priorities and then the skills come sort of second um, so if, if you come for an interview you may tick all the boxes in terms of whether you have a uh, degree or master's or things like that but the other part of it which sort of contributes maybe 50 percent is when we ask so what do you do apart from uh, your skills And if you are able to answer that in a way that convinces us, then we know that you are right fit for the job. So it's not just the skills and things on paper, but it's the other stuff that you do outside. I was interested to learn from Christina if she's ever recruited an intern who hasn't worked out and how she managed that. Usually there's a lack of energy. It's like it drags on. 
you try, both parties try, until eventually your desire to try just dies. They find that it's not a good fit. And that's okay as well. That's a learning experience. You learn from such people that they were not meant to be part of your organization. And that's how we as an organization understood the importance of making sure that you have similar goals with the people that you're working with. Because if you don't have similar goals, always somebody feels like someone else is being ripped off. So far, we have learned the importance of defining exactly who you need and how much you can achieve when you have people of the same cultural fit. I then found out from Nukonga, how does he make sure individuals take ownership of their roles? One of the things um, amongst many uh, that I've learned uh, about starting a business uh, uh, is, is that as a founder, you must communicate uh, expectations. So even if there are five, okay, someone has multiple roles, but being able to say these are the five things that I expect from you and over time being able to give feedback on how those five, uh, how the person is doing in those five roles, um, that's very valuable, valuable uh, going forward uh, as a growing business. As new people come into the organization, you give up some of the responsibility that you, you that you, you got in the beginning, um, but also build the capacity of the person that 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 takes over the role. And that means you don't just lump it on them and say, "Hey, this is now what you need to do. These are your deliverables." But to say, "We're going to work on this journey together. So when you have a problem, tell me." Uh, so that we can solve this problem. At the end of the day, the, ben- the, the benefit, the, the organization must benefit from uh, our knowledge as opposed to being judgmental about did you do things right or not. Both Lukonga and Christina have mentioned feedback. I asked Christina how important is feedback to successfully manage a team. It's very important. Feedback is the only way we know whether we are doing something right or not. We don't ignore any negative feedback. Positive feedback is always welcome because it affirms that what we are doing is correct. When things are negative, our reaction is not to shout at the person or to make the person feel inadequate. Our reaction is more, what can we do to improve this situation? Can we actually switch it? So we constantly keep everyone around engaged and just continue building our organization like that. We're not afraid of being real. We don't beat around the bush. From the beginning, if something's not working, we'll say it's not working. We'll encourage the person to react in the same manner, to come out of their shell. Because we are open, we get open feedback quite easily. People tend to respond to what you give. If you give somebody openness, they're open with you. If you shut yourself and position yourself away from the people, that's exactly what you're going to get from the people. Lukonga gives us some advice on how best to manage an employee when they haven't been performing as they should. I've learned over time that uh, um, having um, a piece of paper that says these are your KPIs uh, is not as good as having a really good uh, relationship with your employees. So when things go bad, uh, an employee is not delivering and things like that, calling them into a meeting and saying, hey, what's wrong? How can I help you? Uh, Is much more valuable than just 
than just having a piece of paper that says this is what you're supposed to do because being an employee is a long-term process it's a journey so sometimes people forget things happen in life um, that disturb our focus uh, but it's important as that as a founder you are in touch or yeah, at least you have you keep the, you know the heartbeat of the organization so that if things go in a particular way you you're actually able to respond in a human human hum, humane way uh, as opposed to just um, shoving a piece of paper down someone's throat and saying hey you didn't meet a b c d that way you, then you, you know you are a bad employee i don't think there's necessarily a bad employee it's just that when we manage them uh, we manage employees uh, we may not communicate in a particular way that um, gives us the right feedback and helps everyone sort of get on the same page We've learned that honest communication and feedback is key for the successful performance of your team. I wrap up with asking Lukonga and Christina, aside from providing regular feedback, how do you keep your employees motivated? Our goals are based on achievements. So everybody in the organization understands they're like a body with many parts and everybody understands without them things break down. We make sure that we keep reinforcing this picture this this vision that without that person no matter how small that person's role seems or how unattached if a person does well in that role usually our contracts are commission based or there's incentives that we put in place they're like tests life is a test if you achieve certain results you get rewarded for it if you don't achieve those results then you default you don't work so the rewards are monetary but we structure them in such a way that the people coming on board basically define the relationship that they will have with the money so sales interns for example our sales position is completely commission based but it's not an impossible situation basically what we have created is a business within our business so the person who is in charge of sales owns that space. When garments run out, she's the one who's going to get in touch with the factory and say these garments are running out. She's the one who's going to create relationships with the people that she's working with and attract, and she gets rewarded for each sale. So the more she sells, the more she makes. It has been interesting to hear how Christina has made every employee feel valued and motivated them further by offering incentives when people achieve their goals. Lukonga also tells us what he feels is important for keeping your employees motivated. How motivation should also be linked to sharing the same vision. So motivation isn't necessarily about money. I uh, I think that uh, motivation comes from first of all intrinsically it's something that um um comes from uh, employees um knowing that they are on the same page with their employer. Being on the same page in the organization uh, as regards vision, mission, and goals requires diff- different ways. Okay, you can do it differently. Um, in a startup, I always find just having conversations. Okay, over time, people uh, lose track of what they're supposed to be doing um, uh, because life happens. Uh, but it's important to be able to have that that coffee, have that quick meeting, have that. Uh, a short conversation under a tree uh, just asking a question are you happy uh, are we on the same page uh, and and also 
sometimes opportunities come uh, uh, for the organization that uh, that that are very easy for a founder to understand but sometimes you know uh, our employees um, may not know that the organization is heading in a particular direction so being able to have this quick conversation like hey heads up uh, we are about to be acquired by facebook or things like that you know things that help people to to, to know exactly where they're going and also know that we are in this together and you're not just trying to be famous as a startup founder. We have learned throughout this episode that motivation is key when finding a team member, but we've also learned there is an important role as a founder to keep your staff motivated so you can ensure they stay invested in their role and your business. A motivated team is an invested team. I want to wrap up with a final watch out from Christina on the importance of complying when it comes to recruiting team members. NAPSA, workman's compensation, pay as you earn, those are legal obligations that anyone who wants to play in the formal sector has to abide by. And all I'm going to say is if you don't, they come on you eventually. They come hard. They come fast. They don't tell you that they're going to do this. So just find out as much as you can about them. Get it all out of the way as soon as possible and do it legally. Whatever you do, make sure it's legal because as time goes by, it gets harder and harder. We know we've been there. So what are our takeaways for this episode? Number one, define exactly who you need. Number two, find a good cultural fit. And number three, feedback is key. And finally, a motivated team is an invested team. Thank you for joining us for this episode in the Jump Entrepreneurship Podcast. Please join us next week as we check out the secret struggle of entrepreneurship. This has been the Bongo Hire Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify platforms. Visit www.bongohive.co.zm forward slash podcast to subscribe and listen to more episodes.